Welcome back, Patriots. This is part two of this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. If you missed part one, you better go back and listen. Here we go. That's the best that you're going to get out of John Fetterman. And the people of Repre- uh, of uh, Pennsylvania deserve better representation than the U.S. Se- in the U.S. Senate than that. That, to me, is egregious that they wouldn't re- replace him as the candidate. And, you know, I know that they can't, and that's why they're still running him. I think that's really, really despicable. Well, and so there's a good point in the comments uh, before we leave this, and I, I want to talk about Fetterman briefly, uh, but KSDVM said by that standard, those trans people would have difficulty getting on an airplane, correct? Where's the outrage against the TSA standards? Uh, and there, there's a few other comments, and it's an excellent point. Yeah. They, they, only, they only have outrage when it's convenient for them, when it fits their agenda. Because it's not, it's a narrative, but it's an agenda. We have to remember that at all points. They only get outraged when it's an agenda. They talk about the kids and the poor trans kids. They don't talk about the ones who are getting trafficked, the ones who are getting abused. Uh, every, every one of these, these narratives has the same uh, pattern, which is you have to abide by and submit to this statement, to these views that we have, and you have to play by our rules, but only when it makes sense for us. You don't, you, we don't have to uh, acknowledge it across the board, and when you call us on those contradictions and on that hypocrisy, then you're a bigot. It's, it's a very simple narrative. Well, and the one thing on the, the, so watch the narrative, right? We always say on the show, pay attention to the narrative changes. Forever, we've heard that voter ID laws disproportionately affect black voters and that voter ID is racist. And per all polling, black voters overwhelmingly support voter ID and believe that it's actually racist to say that black people can't figure out how to get an ID, right? So now they're shifting. Now it's disproportionately affecting trans people who, again, are a negligible portion of the, the voting population. Yeah. So real quick, I want to show here's a, just a few seconds. Keep in mind, running this guy for Congress. This Better is what he needs. Recovering from a stroke in May, used a closed captioning device during the interview with the stenographer typing out the questions in real time. Look at that setup. You guys, look at this. This is ridiculous. This guy needs a setup this large just so that he can understand what's being said so he can participate. I mean, that takes participation trophy to a whole new level. I mean, it truly does. Uh, I mean, Gavin Newsom again came out and said that, yeah, we're getting crushed. It looks like absolutely there is a red wave that's going to come because we're getting crushed on the narrative. Uh, and real, I want to play one more thing and then uh, I'll, I'll uh, then let, we'll you let Jeff speak. Words. <laughs> yes, it's your turn. How's it feel? Uh, just kidding. Uh, here's a. I just want to play this because this is funny. Uh, I don't know if if you saw this, but this was an actual ad. They actually released this the Fetterman campaign. So check this out. He looks so senatorial, doesn't he? Mr. Fetterman. Yeah? You need any help? I'm running for the U.S. Senate, kid. I need all the help I can get. You're running for Senate? Sure. Where's your suit and your flag pin and your hair? Oh, hey, kid. I just want you to know I'd vote for you. Hey, thanks, kid. You want a drink? No, no. Really? You can have it. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Okay.
What? <laughs> hey, kid. Catch. Wow. Thanks, Mayor John. So the entire campaign team, the advertising, marketing, communications people, the experts, all of them came together and said, let's do the Coke and a smile thing from 1980, because that was 42 years ago. And, you know, people will remember. And it's a great reference. Let's start it out with him looking like he's unable to walk. And like they, they decided that this was a good idea and put this not they filmed it. Probably screened it a few times. Said, "Yeah, that's that's the one we're going to go with." Let's greenlight that. Yeah, and then greenlit greenlit the ad. Mister Raccoon, your reaction? It's on, it, it's wrong on so many levels. Uh, you know, personally, as as a as a Steeler fan for fifty years, I'm just offended <laughs> by the by the thing in in, in general. Uh, secondly, I wondered if they licensed the uh, Coke and a Smile song. I want to check into that. Uh, but, uh, it, it just follows on, you know, shame on the Democrat Party of Pennsylvania for putting him in a situation where he is being embarrassed every day. Yeah. Okay. Shame on them. Putting aside like, huge policy differences with him, and, you know, uh, I, would, I would never vote for him myself. Putting that aside, there is a certain amount of, I, I can't believe that, that that they would do that to a human being, put him out there for such ridicule and, uh, and that. But then again, is that so different from what the National Democrat Party did by putting forth the absolute worst senile uh, old man that they could uh, as president because presumably they could control him better? That's just my, my running, you know, <laughs> that's my, my operating theory at the moment. Shame on them for that. As much as I disagree with uh, completely with Biden and, and think think that he is corrupt, yeah. uh, there's a little touch of, man, you know, they don't think the, the, the National Democrat Party, the people, the powers that be, that 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 ran him and propped him up and probably stole the uh, the, the, you know, the election to get him even into into the uh, Democrat position. Uh, they don't care about this man at all. If they cared about him a whit, they would not. I mean, uh, if he if he had not run for president, he would still be remembered as a longtime senator who didn't do too much harm, all things considered. You know, he would, he would be in that Ted Kennedy thing. You know, you can hate him, but at the same time, you know, there's a certain stature, you know, when you think of him. Uh, uh, but no, instead, he's going to be remembered for being the most bumbling, uh, ineffective president in history. Uh, and, you know, that's partly on the people who put him in that position. So that commercial, getting back to that commercial, um, it just reeks of desperation also. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, it's embarrassing. I mean, I, I'm embarrassed for the kid, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, a, a little bit. Um, oh, you're but, just mad because he's wearing a Steelers jersey. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I I don't have a, a Palomalu jersey anymore, so maybe I am a little uh, jealous about that. <laughs> but but the, the, the whole thing is, uh, 
did we get here? Yeah. I say that every day. How did we get here? We fell asleep. Excellent question. Yeah, we fell asleep. We fell asleep. Well, we're waking up now. We didn't really fall asleep. A lot of us were just too busy raising our families, working our jobs, thinking we were playing by the rules. If we played by the rules, everything would work out fine. And we did that for decades. And then one day we realized that uh, we had been taken from the game. Well, you actually just segued perfectly. I wasn't sure if felt you get a chance to play this, but now that you mentioned that, uh, you want to hear how Democratic victory organizers in Nevada are talking. Um, we'll, uh, I have one more thing uh, briefly after this, and then we'll wrap. I know we're a little over time. Uh, but listen how they talk about Latinos. You know, they, they want to pander to all the minorities. Uh, but again, you know, all these polls, Biden even brings it up. Polls overwhelmingly show that Americans are concerned uh, about democracy and, uh, you know, all, all this nonsense, the most hy- hypocritical speech I've ever seen. Uh, but raising our families, that, that's really the issue here is that people are not able to do that anymore. And everything about, cons- I wouldn't even call it conservative, everything about traditional family life and values and American values and the ability to uh, have relationships and have control over your kid and give them a future, that's all under assault. So here is what uh, this is a Project Veritas sting on a on Isaac Gudino. I think that's how you say his name. Listen to what what they say about uh, about Latinos and Republicans. If there's any reason we lose, it'll it'll, it'll get Latino Republicans. They're just more machismo, like hey, you know, I don't like gay people. And They're talking about being pro life and being pro family. Somebody got smart enough to write that shit in Spanish. In the great state of Nevada. Wow. I mean, how disgusting is that? Someone got smart enough to write their shit in Spanish. No, I'm sorry. They actually care about those things, just like the majority of Americans, which is why they have a problem with all this LGBTQ stuff, because I'm sorry, you're telling me that you, you know, whatever you want to do sexually, whatever you want to do in your life, you can't have kids biologically. You know, for the majority of you people do not have kids. You don't have relationships that have kids. It's gotten a little weirder now that you can be a man, but not a man and a woman, but not a woman. So you can be lesbian, but still procreate, (laughs) but it's still not science, but it's science. Uh, Trust the science. Yeah, but you don't get to dictate to people who, you know, are having kids and want to have kids what they do and what their kids believe. That's a fundamental uh, institution in this country, the family unit and the authority of parents to raise their children. That is why uh, traditional values have created a society that actually can be diverse and people can cooperate. And I mean, it's very, very simple. So then they, they come out and say that, oh, well, we're going to lose because Reti- Latino Republicans because they believe in, in traditional values because the Republicans started writing things in Spanish and they radicalized them. That's, that's what they're saying. Radicalized. It's, it's disgusting. It's how they really feel, though. It's how they really mm-hmm. feel about all of these, uh, uh, all of these groups. Uh, they don't, you know, the, the thing that happened in uh, uh, a little bit ago with, uh, with the Santa sending the, uh, the illegal immigrants, you know, up north, uh, again, shows. I mean, they don't care about these people. Uh, they simply want them so that they can be reliable votes. Although uh, they may that, that may be changing quickly, from, you know, because of how you know a, a lot of uh, a lot of our Hispanic friends are waking up uh, all over the place. Uh, um, you know the, the 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 Cuban population in Florida 
I mean, they can see they can see socialism coming from ten miles off on the horizon, and uh, they want nothing of it. Um, um, other 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 sections in the, in the country are also uh, starting to become to vote quite more conservative and principled conservative principles than than just oh who was it that uh, that, that gave me a handout you know that's the right. you know the Democrat playbook is when we have about handouts and, and we don't care about these people and, and we only do it at election time <laughs> we don't think about these people <laughs> when it's well, not election time. And one of the things I want to ask you before we go, I have so many other questions for you, but I'll stick with this one because um, I know we're over time. The Latino vote is going to be very important in Arizona. And I think if there is one race that I'm watching this election that I'll be watching on Tuesday that I think kind of mirrors 2020 and is the the you know race to watch to see if they're if they're able to pull off something like a 2020 steal it's the Carrie Lake Katie Hobbs race uh, by all so I I theorized um, before that got got feedback again um, I theorized before the primary that they were going to remember Carrie Lake had an injunction against the electronic voting equipment they did not apply they they waited to rule on that injunction until after the primary before that primary i theorized they're going to let her win the primary overwhelmingly so throw out the injunction and then steal the general we'll see if it's truer right i'm not i'm not a prophet i'm not just based on what they i don't see how they can let carrie lake be governor because she's going to investigate right so we'll see if that happens but what do you make, Jeff? And you know, you know, you're data a data guy, but I'm going to ask you to theorize a little bit on on people and behavior here. What do you make of what we're seeing in this campaign, where you have Carrie Lake, who's she's gorgeous, she's articulate, she's in tune with the people, she's fluent in Spanish, she's um, she's the entire package for the people of Arizona, and then you have Katie Hobbs, who is an incumbent. So we have a view into how she'll rule and how she'll govern in her in her role if she is elected. She refuses to debate. When asked about the Latino population, she was unable to give an answer of anything she admired about them. And until pushed, she said, oh, family values, as if Democrats care about family values. Um, but what do you make of this? And what is your prediction for the governor race in Arizona? Oh, we lost your sound. Uh, you know, uh, these these are all my opinions, but they're very strong opinions based upon the data and everything else that I'm seeing. Uh, I don't think they let Kerry win. I don't think they wanted to. I think they tried very, very hard to uh, to steal that, one. Oh. and they could not for the same reasons that they're not going to be able to steal it on Tuesday because the same methods apply. Uh, people know what they did uh, in the uh, primary, uh, and they're going to do it again on uh, Tuesday. So I, I predict a, a uh, uh, not a runaway win, but a decisive win for Perry Lake. Now, you're going to see halfway through the night she's going to be losing, and everybody's going to lose their minds. Uh, don't. Wait. She's going to win. All right. I'll come back on and eat crow if I'm wrong. Yeah, well, we're going to have, we we're going to ask you, we're going to have an election live stream on Tuesday night. We'd love for you to drop in for a little bit and talk about what we're seeing. Yeah, um, I'll be, I think I'm going to be part of another uh, 
actual show, but, but who knows what we can do. And also, if I can make a little plug on my website, magaraccoon.com, you will be able to track the election night updates uh, in real time. Uh, on, uh, the, the link will be on that site at the top. Uh, so I'm kind of like those of you who a lot of you followed what I did during the primaries uh, as far as getting those results uh, and graphs and things like that. So you get uh, that's how we saw the, uh, the, the, the Garfield double cross uh, right. in, in real time, if you recall that, uh, Ash. Yep. Um, so that will be, that will be very, uh, uh, that'll be very interesting. And the Garfield double cross for the audience is on election night in Colorado. Garfield County had, uh, yeah, had Tina Peter, and then they just switched. They just they just changed the vote total, the names associated with the vote totals in the middle of the night. Oh, totally. And and I, it, to, to my knowledge, they've never addressed it. They've been asked about it. It's been um, open records requests, all of it. They've never addressed that, to my knowledge. Jeff, do you know if the, if Garfield County ever addressed that? Uh, no, and I wish there would be more pressure applied to Garfield County. It may not have been. Garfield County had left for the day when that happened. They'd been gone for an hour at least. So mm -hmm. they didn't do this. It had to be either done at the state level or it had to be done by either either between the state level and the reporting agencies like Edison and New York Times. Uh, it had to have been done there. And it, and it just begs the question, why would anybody be even – messing with Garfield County's results at 11.30 at night uh, mountain time after Garfield's out. There are not going to be any more uh, any more updates or anything like that. Why would anyone be even in there messing with their numbers? And, you know, have you ever seen the meme with all the Spider-Mans pointing at each other? You probably have a problem. <laughs> that's, that, that's the situation you have here. The county and the state and the everybody's pointing at each other. It's, oh, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Uh, and And Somebody needs to answer for that because the implications remain of what that, that graph shows. That, that could potentially be that picture you had up there, the most important picture to come out of the primaries in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, because, again, there are implications there that, that, that are, are, are staggering. Well, and... and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would I would also say, why why was somebody messing with the results? Well... If the results stood the way that they looked before they were flipped, that's a massive outlier for the state, right? I mean, that's a canary that something else happened that it would be that off because all, as we've shown, all of the other charts show, you know, the control of uh, returning yeah. to the set point. So well, I, I have a question for you, Ash. Do you think the Garfield Double Cross is a good name? Because I just made it up on the fly. I like it. <laughs> I like I, it. Yeah. I really like Garfield it. Yeah. I think I could be a thing. It's a double entendre. Ooh. The lines, like the lines actually crossed. Yeah. Double hammered? <laughs> That's right. D double Since hammered. we're speaking about entendres. Well, Jeff, I want to thank you. Uh, it's, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, hopefully we'll have you on election night. Uh, but make sure everyone, please go do... Uh, Follow Jeff. He does incredible work, and he has devoted so much of his time over the last uh, several years to this. Uh, I mean, a lot of the things that we have and we've been able to to break down are because of you directly. Uh, so I think you're on on uh, socials as the Lone Raccoon as well. Uh, it's a uh, yeah, Telegram A Lone Raccoon. A Lone Raccoon. Okay. A A Lone Raccoon. 
All right, awesome. Raccoon Army. Raccoon Army, yes. Raccoons Rising. It's the best army. It's a pretty good army. Oh, no, it's militia. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, Jeff, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Uh, and we'll definitely be talking, talking to you soon. God bless you. Everyone go follow him, A Lone Raccoon. Go to magaraccoon.com uh, and uh, make sure that you follow him. He's got the Drazabot up there. Uh, and make sure that you follow everything that he's doing. So, Jeff, God bless you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jeff. God bless you guys. Thank you. I love Raccoon Rising. <laughs> yeah. We should we should make that trend on Twitter. Like the Raccoon Army. Um, so I don't know. It's Fun Friday. Uh, do we want to talk about a poll briefly? Sure. Okay. So I want to play. Or let's just put this up. Just because before we finish with the narrative, because we've still got uh, you know a bunch of you on here. If you are still on here, uh, share this message. Jeff is an incredible person, and he's been doing incredible work. So hit the rumble button right now. We still got 500 of you on here. Um, but so a majority of Americans. This is a article from the Washington Post. You know, a beacon of uh, journalism. A wide majority of Americans are concerned about politically motivated violence. This came out early today. A wide and bipartisan majority of Americans worry there is an increased danger of politically motivated violence in the United States, according to Washington Post, uh, Post ABC News poll. Nine in ten of Americans, or eighty-eight percent, are concerned about that. Uh, are concerned that political divisions have intensified to the point there's an increased risk of violence in the U.S., including over six in ten who are very concerned. They go on to. Uh, mentioned further down in the article that of the two parties more americans blame the republican party more for the risk of violence but it's not a wide difference the uh, narrative of course is that it's just uh, the mega mega people right spoiler it's both spoiler uh but here's a couple you know because narrative does matter but so does reality i know we're not supposed to see reality <laughs> uh this just occurred at a beto event uh, so you tell me, you tell me if this was mega mega violence. He's screaming, "Will you disavow surgery for trans kids? Why do you want to mutilate children, Beto?" That seems tolerant. Well, you know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I don't know why anybody is going to try and get Beto O'Rourke to commit to any sort of substantive policy position. The guy is a shell. He's, there's a, a article in the New York Times about super losers, how the Democrat is a, is the Democrat Party is addicted to super losers like Beto and Stacey Abrams, people whose stars rise after they lose. Uh, Beto O'Rourke is a joke. His name is Robert Francis O'Rourke, but he's from El Paso, so he uses Beto so that he can sound more ethnic to appeal to the Latino population with family values, right? Beta. Uh, His name should be Beta. 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 Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I, I, if he, he looked like he, I'm going to play devil's advocate, right? He looked like he was getting close to Beto who was speaking. I imagine if, um, we were here at an event and, you know, Joe was up speaking. If someone had come in heckling and yelling and gotten, you know, that close up to Joe, you would have tossed the guy across the room. So I'm not terribly concerned that that crowd took care of a heckler, but I agree with you. It's not one side violence. It's not, I, I, I just don't, I, I think that what that, that activist did, I don't believe in, trans kids surgery i think that you should stop messing with children that's my that's my line is don't mess with kids but um why you think you can go into a beto work campaign event and yell out policy positions that are obviously going to be contrary to everybody in the room you're kind of asking for it is my opinion on that oh i agree with that point my really the point of this is uh and i'll i'll actually Clarify, if someone got uh, that close to Joe, you know, like Joe's on stage, I mean, that's happened. No one has ever been body slammed. If he made even the slightest move that he looked like he was going to get violent, yeah, he would have been crushed. Yeah. I don't think he did that. And also the, the you know, parallel that came up in my mind when I saw this is how many times have there been hecklers at Trump events, yeah. at conservative events? They come in and disrupt everything, break the sound equipment, you know, are screaming everywhere. No one's ever gotten body slammed. I haven't seen one video of anyone and it, it, maybe a body slam isn't really the best description for that, but no one's ever been like, you know, by the crowd slammed down on the ground. Yeah. It, the it point well taken it because, happened. because that doesn't happen. We don't, we don't treat hecklers that way. My only thinking was he was getting close, right? Like we, I mean, also I don't, I think that's a terrible campaign event set up. Like what was he standing on like a lunchroom table in the middle yeah, of the room? Yeah, pretty bad. And he's running for governor. That's that's. Are they struggling to raise funds or something? Why is that's the other thing? And I know this is going to go on a little bit of a windy rabbit hole, but for the entirety of my adult life, I've looked at candidate enthusiasm, like enthusiasm for the candidate, right, as a key indicator. And since 2020, we don't see people showing up to Democrat events, right? The press secretary yesterday or the day before was bragging because Biden did an event in Florida to 3,000 people, right? I mean, that's a massive event for Biden because usually there's five. Mm -hmm. And that is one thing that I don't understand how in 2020, apparently, Democrats decided that they were no longer going to engage in the political sphere. They were not going to attend campaign events. They were not going to, you know, and for the pandemic, that was fine. But now it's not. The pandemic's over. Joe Biden said so. No take backs. And um, they're still not showing up. Right. So from a from an enthusiasm standpoint, like I knew Obama was going to win. Some people say that election was rigged. I don't deny that because I think they've all been rigged for a very long time. But we knew Obama was going to win because the, the wind was at his back, mm -hmm. right? You could feel it. You could feel it among the population, that popularity and enthusiasm among his supporters and among the population at large. That is not the case. The only, I mean, that, the only time we've ever seen that that was the case, enthusiasm, wind at their back, you know, uh, high, high um, 
high number of volunteers, high turnout at campaign events was Trump in 2020. There was no question who had the enthusiasm, who had the uh, the people behind them. So I um, I hope I'm wrong about Carrie Lake. By the way, I don't want I don't want Carrie Lake to lose. I just don't. I you let you start letting these people win elections, right? Katie Hobbs won't debate her because she's an election denier and doesn't want to give her a platform. Katie Hobbs is terrified that you know Fincham and Carrie Lake are going to get in there and going to investigate. And I yep. think that's what they're most afraid of. I think that's why they obstructed Trump for four years is so that it could the investigations couldn't go the other way. So I'm really interested to see what they do on Tuesday. I think Carrie Lake would make a phenomenal governor for the people of Arizona. And I think she overwhelmingly has the support of the people of Arizona. 100%. And there's just one more. I'm not going to play all of it. But again, uh, I mean, I would imagine uh, at least semi-national outcry were these things happening to uh, to liberals. But this just happened in Michigan. Bizarre allegations surfacing over an assault at a Tudor Dixon rally. Wayne County's GOP chair claims a protester bit her in the arm. This oh, all unfolding at a restaurant last weekend in southwest Detroit. Well, tonight we are learning that protester is a teacher in the Dearborn School District. Seven Action News uh -oh. reporter Alex <laughs> Bazarjan contacted both women to learn more about what went wrong at the rally. The staging area for the rally was set up just around here, and that's where the alleged incident took place. Wayne County GOP's chair said she was trying to stop a protester from getting on stage, and then she felt a sharp pain in her arm. This woman showed up to a Tudor Dixon rally on Saturday in protest. Witnesses say she was there alone, and her intentions were to destroy. Why are they covering her face? She was acting. Yeah, they don't do that to conservatives, right? That I was worried that she would, you know, get and get in and and affect the you know, go after the speakers or something or hurt somebody. Wayne County GOP like Chair Cheryl Cosentino <laughs> says she tried to block the protester from moving towards the stage. At first, she felt her push back, and then she claims... She just, like, bent over and bit me really hard, <laughs> too. These are pictures of what Cosentino says are bite marks and bruising from the attack. On the top was a compression injury just from how hard her jaw... Uh, bit me, you know, it, it just made it. So when it started swelling up, I couldn't even raise my arm up. Like it was very uncomfortable even just to drive. Linda Sawyer says she witnessed the whole thing and later confronted the woman after management kicked her out. As I was exiting, uh, she was still by the door and I went to her and I'm like, you bit Cheryl. And she's like, yeah, well, like she was proud of it. The woman who we will- Oh my gosh. So I'm a mom. Uh, I have my, 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 my boys are, are 12, 15, and 18. There are two things that we do not do in a civilized society, <laughs> biting and spitting. <laughs> and I taught my children that. Bones in the chat said, who does that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who resorts to biting as a political tactic. But I bet we're not going to hear about this violence 
well, the news because it doesn't fit the narrative. Well, maybe she was triggered because Dearborn was the same place where all those Muslim parents got really pissed off with the LGBT stuff and the books mm-hmm. that were in the schools. And they, they were very vocal at that school board meeting. So maybe she felt, you know, oppressed and decided to oppress with her teeth onto the geo. I don't, I don't she, know. <laughs> she was oppressed, so she pressed she, she, her oh, teeth yeah. onto my arm. <laughs> she pressed <laughs> dentally. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, but it, it's ridiculous. And again, where is this happening? Where is this happening, oh the, the mega-mega conservatives who are... And she didn't look young. We didn't get to see her face, but she had a cane, yeah, right? She's not like a kid. And she's and she biting at a political rally. Yeah, I can't. It's not a mag- the, at mag here at Mega Maga. We do not endorse biting. <laughs> no. This is Maga country. No <laughs> biting <laughs> or spitting. To me, spitting is just the grossest. Uncivilized. You're trash if you're a spitter. Yeah, I was spit agree. at by Antifa at the first time I ever faced Antifa. Then they followed me and my son to our car, and I had to pop my taser to get him to back off. Oh, you popped a taser. I did. It's oh, awesome. Wow. I felt like a badass. <laughs> they were like, whoa. And they left us alone. Such courage. <laughs> I was beautiful and brave. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we are way over time. We do, however, have a fax blast that you all need to send. Yes. You can go to conservative-daily.com, and you can find that fax blast. If you subscribe to the newsletter, you can get that straight to your email every day when we send them to you and make it real easy for you. Uh, Ash, you want to you wanna run through it? I do. And so, you know, even uh, we want you to send the fax blast. But even if you, do, if you don't send it, go read this article because I'm quite proud of it today. Uh, so we've been hearing from the, you know, when I say in the, in the lead here, from the government and corporations, but I repeat myself, we've been hearing about this as we just talked about the, the, the mega, mega violence, that Democrats are just doing everything that they can for the American people. They have a triple majority in Washington, D.C. They've passed all kinds of fun stuff like the American Rescue Plan that gave us trillions in debt, the Inflation Reduction Act that, you know, made, made, made inflation worse, the CARES Act, that's the one, you guys will remember the CARES Act, that's the one where they gave all the Americans $600 checks and gave $15 million to Pakistani gender programs, super money laundering. Um, so we, as we talked about today, you can pull it down for a second. As we talked about today with Raccoon and, uh, you know, as we've been talking about a lot, the, the red wave is predicted, right? We're hearing, oh, it's going to be a red wave. Even the New York Times came out this morning in an article that we might, we may talk about this afternoon, um, talking about how, yeah, it looks like Republicans are going to have significant gains. You know, who's not talking about a red wave? The establishment, the White House, congressional Democrats and many congressional Republicans, social media companies, technology companies, they're saying you're not going to know the results on election night. Hey, experts agree it takes time to count all the votes, experts. (laughs) Trust the experts. The experts agree that everything you've experienced in voting up until this point in the history of the United States of America no longer applies because it takes time to count all the votes, and we're not going to know on election night. This goes back to why they're concerned about election day turnout, because we know that election day turnout frustrates, I don't know if it fully breaks it, but it frustrates their algorithms. They really rely on early voting and mail-in voting to help with the margins so that they can 
complete their process. We know this because we've examined the drives, right? We've examined two years of investigations from real experts, American people who are experts in their field who have stood up, just like the doctors in COVID, who have stood up and said, no, this isn't right. No, this isn't a secure cyber uh, infrastructure. This thing is Swiss cheese, right? We've seen that over and over and over again. So now they're telling us it's going to take time. It's going to take time. We're gonna, we, it might be election week. We might not know. And uh, they really consider us um, stupid and useless eaters because at the same time that they're telling us it's going to take time, it might take a few days, might take, might take 38 days, right? Um, <laughs> They're also telling us that we have to have electronic voting equipment for efficiency and speed and accuracy, right? So those two things don't foot. If we're using electronic voting equipment, shouldn't we have the results on election night? Alternatively, we didn't use electronic voting equipment for over 100 years, and we still pretty much knew the results on election night, on election night or early the next morning. So as all of the pundits and all of the Republicans and many of the Democrats and the New York Times are coming out and saying, yeah, it looks like Republicans are going to win. The New York Times did stress, however, that the polls may be wrong. Right. So they're giving themselves that that wiggle room. The uh, the establishment is talking about it's going to take time. We're not going to know. And, uh, you know, maybe this red wave isn't going to materialize. So here is um, you can pull it back up if you want to just scroll down to the letter to Congress. Everyone keeps talking about a red wave. Everyone except the White House and Congress. The Democrat trifecta in D.C. is now telling everyone that it takes time to count all the votes and you won't know the winners on election night. Many Republicans are going along with this nonsensical narrative. These messages pop up in search browsers and social feeds, attempting to convince Americans that counting the vote is somehow more complicated and difficult than now than it has been since forever. Inexplicably, you also tell us, this is again to Congress, you also tell us that you need electronic voting equipment for efficiency and security, but apparently it's not very efficient since it now takes longer to count the votes. It's also not secure, as J. Alex Haldeman pointed out over five years ago, and of course his testimony is kept under seal. Why are you, those who claim to re represent us, not interested in that sealed testimony that shows the vulnerabilities of electronic voting equipment? You know why. We know why. You know we know why. But you're still lying and obstructing and desperately trying to maintain your narrative. 68% of Americans believe that government corruption is our nation's greatest threat. We will not stand for stolen elections, opaque processes, and black box voting anomalies. We will not stand for overt gaslighting and blatant lying as you systemically destroy America. Biden said during his second red sermon on Wednesday, quote, As I stand here today, there are candidates running for every level of office in America, for governor, congress, attorney general, secretary of state, who won't commit they will not commit to accepting the results of elections that they are running in. This is a path to, path to chaos in America. It's unprecedented, it's unlawful, and it's un-American. And as I've said before, you can't love your country only when you win, end quote. It's almost like you believe, it's almost like you think there are Americans that still believe that bumbling, demented psych patient got 81 million votes. Of course, no one is going to commit to blindly accepting the results of an election conducted on a system that is conducted in a black box with zero transparency proven to be designed for election rigging. 
This is especially true since any inquiries are met with major gaslighting and political persecution. We don't trust you. We don't want your great reset. We reject your vision of America, and we will not stand for stolen elections. Remember your oath. Boom. I just, I feel like fired up hearing those. And before we close out, do you guys know how I feel hearing that the White House isn't acknowledging the red wave? Do do I I have an idea. I don't think you do. Do you feel ways tired? In a shocking upset. Oh. I feel shocked. <laughs> 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 I thought you were going to go, I don't feel no ways tired. <laughs> uh, I could, yeah, I kind of do feel. I, I don't feel no ways tired. But, uh, you know, just remember everybody. It's been long, y'all. So, you know. <laughs> this is what organizing what looks, looks like. like. Yeah. This is what building power looks <laughs> like. Yes, yes. And uh, uh. I don't feel no ways tired. And. Wait. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Okay, <laughs> I'm done. I can't, I can't with all the AOC. Well, you guys, thank you. Send the facts blast. Uh, as always, support Mike Lindell. Go check out my pillow. Uh, get your holiday stuff. Get some slippers. Get some sheets. Whatever you need to make your family or yourself happy and warm uh, as we head into the winter months. Also, things might get cray cray. So go uh, DCFGuns.co. Doesn't matter if you're in Colorado or not. You can use promo code Joe. They have a an, an excessive inventory of firearms and ammo and you can also get some training if you go to two of the locations down in colorado springs or the one up in castle rock uh so truly i, I really do mean this I, I know we have a relationship with dcf you know for this deal but seriously even if you don't go there make sure that you are able to protect your family you know how to use your stuff and that you are prepared that includes making sure you have some food and water uh you know freedom isn't free as biden said top off your gas tanks too yeah it's an excellent idea, but uh, you know we are we are truly in a battle. So make sure that you can you can stay in it. That is their goal: is to knock us out, a war of attrition, and to disable our you know our ability to defend ourselves. And that includes spiritually, which is why we pray at the end of every show. So you want to take it, Ash? Sure. Bring us home, Heavenly Father. We are. So incredibly blessed to be able to come into your presence and to talk to you. We recognize you, Lord, as the master of the universe, as the sovereign above it all. You hold the whole world in your hands. Help us, Lord, to trust you. Help us to stay in tune with your will and to Figure out what the thing is, Lord, that you've put us here for during this time. It's not the same for all of us. Help us to know what it is that you want us to do. Lord, I pray for Jeff and Draza and for everybody that's working on this important issue, for Dem Dennis Montgomery and Mike Lindell. I pray, Lord, that you would let the truth be revealed, that the truth would overpower all of the lies, all of the gaslighting, all of the 
the nonsense that we're expected to believe and and smile and not even question. We just ask, Lord, that you would that you would reveal it. Father, we pray for those who are working against us. So many times in the Psalms it talks, David talks about how he feels surrounded by his enemies and there's no way out, Lord, and oftentimes we feel that way in this fight. And we ask, Lord, that you would walk with us, that you would carry us when we need you to, and that we would know that though we may be walking through a very dark place, that we don't have to fear the evil and we don't have to fear especially men, but even the forces of spiritual darkness, Lord, because you're with us. And because you're with us, we've already won. Father, I ask that more than anything, people would awaken to you. People would come to know you, that they would come to realize just how awesome you are, that you are majesty, that you are Adon Alam, that you are the king of the world, the master of the universe, Father God. And we just pray that even those who, like Paul, have persecuted your people and have done horrible things, that they would come into relationship with you and turn their skills, talents, and passions into doing your will during this time. Father God, to be obsessed with your kingdom is our goal. We pray that that we will shrink so that you can be magnified. And we ask that you would help us to know our role and our place in your great plan, Lord, and that we would have the faith to trust you with it. We love you, Father. We know you've got this. It's in your hands, and we trust it there. I asked all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, I always feel so much better after we do that. Well, guys, that's, that's it. Good. We'll see you tonight. We've got a lot of fun for you. And uh, yeah. And Sunday. And so if Sunday. you missed the night show, be back here on Sunday for CD Insider, members-only show. It's our uh, it's our last it's our last members only show before the election. Mm-hmm. It's also the second members only show we've ever done, but that's not important. It's the last <laughs> members only show before the election, so be sure to tune in on Sunday as well. We'll see you guys this afternoon. Yeah, God bless you all. If you want to watch Conservative Daily podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com on Rumble. On Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times. On DLive. And now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word freedom to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. 
Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Facts Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.